Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, we got a first-time observer behind the glass, and that always makes me not nervous, but I'm always thinking, I wonder what they think of what we're getting away with here on live television on Nuanas Now. Welcome in, and thanks so much for being here. Hope you're having a great week so far. Uh, it's certainly the height of summer. You can tell, even though it's been raining big time in western Montana, it's so busy around Missoula. I think everybody's counting down the days till we can get out of town. It's going to be a weird uh, 4th of July this year because it's going to be like a 4th of July week, or maybe not. For some people, I think it's only going to be a day. But either way, uh, the height of summer is upon us here uh, in Missoula. We are so happy to be uh, joined today, first by an old friend, a guy who's been on this show many times, Sean Rainey, the sports director over there at SWX Montana Television, ABC Fox Montana. Uh, appreciate him for coming down, and he brought... His right-hand man, Zach Kaplan, behind the glass. Zach will jump on this side of the glass for well, probably about the last hour and 20 of this show. He'll join us uh, starting in segment three. We'll talk some prep sports. We also got a, a Big Sky football conversation to continue. We were doing the Big Sky pressure cooker yesterday, and uh, we didn't get to all the teams that have high pressure, so we will rehash some of yesterday's plus uh, talk about some of the most high-pressure teams, teams under the most pressure uh, in the Big Sky Conference this year. And, of course, we'll talk all the way around the wide world of sports in the state of Montana as well. One I've been looking forward to and uh, trying to set up, but wanted it to be at the right time where it wasn't really buried by other stuff, Terry Thomas, forever a coach there in Dillon, Montana, 30-plus years in some capacity coaching football, basketball, for a long period of time, both uh, but Coach Thomas, he just recently finally retired from his basketball post. Uh, so he's a guy that was there at Beaverhead County High School and won so many state championships. I think five football state championships, 
I believe, four or five more basketball state championships, and now he's retired. So we will recap uh, his prominent and prestigious career. He'll join us live at 4.30. Also, some rule changes from the MHSA, the Montana High School Association, and a couple other uh, Gatorade Players of the Year awards uh, that have come out uh, as well. The uh, the lead today, Elisa Keller of Billings West, the uh, had a top 10 javelin throw in the United States of America and threatened the all-class state record in the jab, finished her career with the Class AA state record. She's the Montana uh, Girls Gatorade Track and Field Athlete of the Year. And then I also want to ask these guys uh, about some baseball as well. What's up, dude? How you living? I haven't seen you in a minute. I've seen you uh, non-professionally a little bit lately, but I haven't seen you in a while. You guys got a new shirt? Got all these new, these new logoings? What's been going on? Yeah, SWX nonstop local now. Uh, yeah, thanks thanks for having us in. This has been way too long. It's like uh, I get really bad about this, especially as I get older. You know, life just gets busy. I know. Um, it's crazy. And I'm so bad at sometimes like... You know, keeping up with friends or whatever, and then when you do, you're like, "Man, why didn't I do this?" Why don't we hang uh, out all the time? I, I know. know. <laughs> and so it's been like a long time since I've been in the studio. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, you got a lot nicer headphones now. Yeah, for I, sure. I remember having some some janky ones oh, a couple, yeah. a couple oh, yeah. years ago. Uh, yeah, place is looking great. Uh, happy to be here. Um, happy to you know talk some uh, Big Sky Conference football and everything in between. Well, congratulations on your big weekend, Sean hey, you Reedy, as well. uh, of SWX Montana Television, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. And uh, we wanted to do, to do this, uh, well, for a variety of reasons. I got a lot of stuff to ask Sean, but uh, your respective radio and television sportscasters of the year. So that's fun. Uh, I think it makes it more fun for me just because we've known each other for so long. And it's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's interesting to reach the age in your life where you're considered sort of a veteran in your field. We're definitely getting old now, and all the kids that are coming in and working here are you know, 10, 12, 14 years younger than us. And uh, so, but it's fun. It's fun uh, watching you grow. And uh, congratulations on the award. Hey, and congratulations to you two as well. Uh, I'm more the, the veteran than you are. There's still a lot of guys in the radio sports world that are still older than us, a oh, lot older sure. than us. Now that, you know, Chris Byers and Scott Breen kind of has, have stepped down in Billings, I'm like the longest tenured sports guy in the state. Oh, for sure. TV-wise. So I feel very, very old. Yeah, there, there's a structure part to that too, right? Like newspapers, there's been a lot of really good veteran guys that have worked in their in their uh, posts for a really long time. And there's still many of those guys around me. Fritz Neighbors back working in newspapers up there in Kalispell. And so guys that, you know, like mentored me 20 years ago, they're still in the biz. In TV, there's all sorts of people that were veterans, but they've all moved on to bigger markets because it's such a market-driven deal. So I, I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for you for sticking around here and uh, doing such a good job for so long. Yeah, not only you know market-driven, but just the hours of the job for TV. Since we have you know nighttime shows, it's it gets harder and harder as you have a family. So you, sure. you see a lot of guys you know get out of the business, do other things. It's hard to stick around in a market like Montana. Luckily, I'm in a situation where they kind of let me come and go as I please now. I can go and hang out with my kids, coach them, do all that kind of stuff. It's still hard on a family, but we've been able to make it work so far. And it's just, you know, I love doing sports in Montana. The people of Montana are so passionate about sports. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Nuanas now. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Appreciate you for tuning in. We're doing some uh, maintenance work on the app, so uh, no ESPN app, MT app today, but you can get it in your life, and it's uh, certainly a great way to follow along here on this show as well as uh, Grizz Hockey, Grizz Lacrosse, and some other stuff upcoming that we're going to add to that app 
uh, this upcoming fall as well. Uh, Sean, not only radio, or excuse me, uh, TV sportscaster of the year, but also you won Best TV Feature. What was the feature for? It was called The Amazing Maddie, Maddie Schiedermeyer. She was a um, <clears throat> junior high uh, track athlete at Frenchtown, and she's blind. And so That's right. I remember. I think I was in studio right when you had just mm-hmm. put, uh, put this one in the can initially a little while ago. Yeah, so she had a, uh, a stroke when she was in the womb, and it's actually just kind of the connection from her brain to her eyes is kind of screwy, so she can't really see, but she can kind of learn how to see, um, and there's ways to teach her mind to, uh, but she decided, hey, she wanted to go out for track, so she did some running events, she did long jump and high jump and a whole bunch of uh, different things, and just uh, just a, cool. uh, a really cool girl Always smiling, always having a great time. And so we just kind of did a little feature on her. And, um, you know, I was glad that it won in her honor. Well, very cool. Can you check these out anywhere? Are they archived anywhere? Your real yeah, you could just, if, yeah, if you just Google, you know, my name and The Amazing Maddie, it'll just pop up very on, good. you know, YouTube or on our website and you can give it a watch. Very good. We'll uh, we'll upload our uh, our cranny reels as well uh, just for your listening pleasure, I guess, if you want to hear, you know, what what is the thing that gets you uh, these awards. It is, it's really, really a lot of work, especially from a radio perspective to put these together. It might sound like a, not a lot, but it's because we have such a massive volume of archive, like... I mean, I'm sitting here recording tw- 10 to 12 hours a week. <laughs> so when you try to go through all year, you're like, well, where was that one time I might have said something good in there? <laughs> it, just, it takes a really long time to do. But it's, it also is very fun, and I'm very proud of our team. Uh, congratulations to Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford. They each uh, received some EB Craney Award uh, accolades as well. So uh, very fun. Enough about us. How about what you're here for, the wide world of sports? Uh, You and I, because we've been doing this a long time, we have sort of, uh, and you asked me this uh, coming up, by the way, these guys have their new, I guess their renewed uh, Tee It Up feature, but it also is a renewal of a long time series they've done over there at SWX. And uh, I'll be on an episode, Riley Corcoran will be on an episode, we filmed that a couple weeks ago. But you asked me to sort of like my general feel about the, the wide world of sports when we were filming that, and... Here, as we sit in Missoula and covering sports in Montana, our, our coverage is so college-centric, especially Grizz and Cats, and then so high school-centric. And what I told you was, I've been so uh, rejuvenated by covering high school sports. That's been so fun for me, because I was out of that for a while when I was just doing Skyline. But college sports has just made my brain sort of scramble. It, it's it's hard to find positives. There's so much hard that's happening and to even weave through it all. And just like the way the Big Sky Conference has sort of eroded, it's been kind of hard to watch as well. What do you think of just sort of the state of college athletics right now? It's just everything is so in flux, so it just makes it hard to – when you are so unsure of the future, it's hard to kind of fully dive into the present. And with how the conferences are all kind of shifting around in college athletics, you got the transfer portal that you know I feel is you know, really – uh, negatively in, impacting college basketball at this level in the Big Sky Conference, it, it just makes it harder to follow. Um, it makes it harder to get familiar with teams and players and have those storylines that can cross over from year to year. And in the football realm, you're having all of these you know powerhouse FCS teams are are leaving the FCS and it's getting a little bit you know watered down and uh, so you know it is a little bit different and we're I don't think it's going to be the same. A few years from now, and I think that's what makes it harder to fully dive into as, you know, both a media person and just a fan of that level of athletics. 
On a positive note, though, what, what was your favorite story from around this last year? Obviously, you love those heartwarming stories, like the one you won for uh, that Craney for for best sports feature. But what? I mean, what's the best story? Best storyline from this last year? Ooh. Or like your favorite one? What was fun to follow? Um. God, these are always so hard. It is really cover, hard because you rack your brain. Well, like, and oh, we man, cover I'm, so much. And, so much. And right. I'm so like uh, season to season. My brain sure. just does it like sure. it like shuts off. Once we're done with uh, fall season, it's like, okay, I almost like forget everything that happened <laughs> in the fall and then just worry about the winter. Um, let me get back to you on that. Let me think about uh, okay, it. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Well, we will come back. We have plenty to talk about uh, today. But the thing that's so um, – the uncertainty, you nailed it, is is the part that makes it so hard to really – thread through you don't know i mean legitimately there's a chance that every player in the united states of america could transfer with all of the and i do think that that's going to close a little bit when there's not so much extended eligibility there's not necessarily this i, I do think they're going to probably reanalyze the one-time transfer rule once the world isn't maybe so full of just uh tumult isn't so tumultuous so i don't know maybe that part does change a little bit but more than anything the, the world of college football specifically has been directly stratified because of money. You have to have money to play. Even today, they just released a new bylaw that you're going to have to pay $11 million more million if you want to move up to the FBS. So that's a, a new rudder for teams to move up. And it just seems to me like we're getting to this point where the teams that spend the most are going to win the most and have the best chance to win. That's been true, but it's like completely ordered out now from one through basically 200. It's just hard to sort of compartmentalize because this is supposed to be college sports, not pro sports, right? And also like the one thing that to me, I think a lot of people love about college athletics is just the the nostalgia of conferences and rivalries. and Right. Like when we see, you know, UCLA and all, all these schools like not playing, you know, like it's just going to, Feels so weird. I mean, Texas the, and the, you know, like the first time UCLA is playing at Rutgers in a conference game, it's like, what have we done? Yeah, the, neither only, of those teams are Big Ten teams, but they're both going to be in the Big Ten. And UCLA is here in, in LA, and Rutgers over here in New Jersey. What are we even doing? And conference not only, game? and not only that, but like just seeing certain conferences on different channels and stuff. You know, For like sure. not having you know the Big Twelve, you know, or, or Notre Dame on certain channels. You know, like that right. that stuff is also just uh, super weird. Okay, I got my favorite. Memory. Okay, I'm ready. I mean, it's I mean, college game day coming was obviously oh, just. For sure. It's got to be the highlight just because it was such a cool, you know, showcase of the state of Montana, a showcase of the brawl. It was really cool, you know, for us to be able to meet a lot of those people. For sure. And just to see everybody come out and and how dang cold that was and people uh, going out and, you know, supporting and standing outside in the cold. Um, those are obviously, that's it was just such a unique experience yeah. that I'm always going to remember, you know, that weekend because of that. I, I'm totally with you. Nuada's now ESPN Radio. We're back on SWX Montana TV as well. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And most days you can find us on the ESPN MT app as well. Being out there as the sun rose. And I mean, in all my ski gear, I got my Sorrells on. You know, I'm like, I'm dressed like I'm going in the backcountry. I got Ryan Tutel there. I haven't seen him forever. We're hanging out. We're having a great old time. That then into watching how cold the ESPN talent was. <laughs> And now they were trying to be tough and, and in denial. It's like, man, nobody cares. It is six degrees. Just put on a stocking cap. It was. It was a super, super fun. I mean, that's, you know, I know there's a lot of people right now listening on the radio around Western Montana that are big time Grizz people. 
and we've heard you loud and clear. There's been 10 million tweets about how it should have been in Missoula instead of Bozeman. I don't disagree. I think it should be in both towns because I think both towns have great college game day atmospheres. Um, but regardless, it doesn't matter which side of the rivalry you were on. It was just surreal to have that in, in Montana. Yeah, and I, I, it will come to Missoula at one point. Um, you know, they've been going all around. For sure. The issue, though, it, it was so cold. I remember, like, one of their generators broke. Like, they had a bunch of equipment issues. So, unfortunately, it didn't. Hopefully it didn't leave such a bad taste in their their mouth as far as just the difficulty of getting the show on air and the difficulty with the talent as with it being so cold that it you know doesn't encourage them to come back. But yeah, I mean it was just such a it was such a cool experience. Um, it was awesome. Uh, you know, unfortunately the 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 game wasn't as entertaining because it was just kind of over immediately. But it was still just an incredible week. We are going to play some golf soon, which will be very, very fun. But I, I have been dying to ask you about this. What do you think of the whole PGA Live thing and just this massive controversy as, it, as it's become? You're so good at separating this kind of stuff. So I ex- I'm expecting you to say, yeah, I don't care. I just really want to watch the best golfers <laughs> golf, right? Exactly. <laughs> Zach, Zach always makes fun of me because that's my like patented line. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all kind of shakes out. I, obviously, I think just getting all the guys competing against each other is, you know, what we want as sports fans. Uh, having them separate when you're watching a tournament and they're not all there, it uh, it certainly, you know, waters it down. It's like, you know, having all these FCS uh, powerhouse football programs, you know, leaving. It just doesn't – the playoffs roll around and you're like, oh, okay, uh, App State and James Madison and all these schools are gone, Coastal Carolina. It's just like – I don't know. It just kind of makes it not as cool. So when you have all these uh, great golfers that are not competing, um, it's just not as good. So uh, I don't know how it's uh, exactly coming all together. It'll be interesting to see how it looks. But I think it's overall, it's good for the game of golf. Uh, I think it just is. Unfortunately, I think the the people that got hurt the most are the ones that stayed loyal to the the PGA Tour. But we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, I mean, it's as my brother always says, there's there's definitive controversy behind the money that funded the live, which then pressed this merger to happen. But like my brother always says, well, what the heck am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just a guy that just lives in Montana and I like to watch some golf. So if Brooks Kepka can be in the same field as Rory McIlroy, that sounds pretty good for me. So uh, good advice for sure. The other one I thought I, I heard the other day, this one blew my mind. We don't have to go too far down uh, this trip, but Matt Brown, who writes the Extra Points newsletter, guys appeared on this show a couple times. He was uh, implying, perhaps, that this Saudi money could get into college football. And if that happened, what would happen? Like, if the if the money bought the SEC network or something like that, unbelievable. I, I never thought of that, but it's, it's a hypothetical that could uh, become true. We'll kick that can down the road for a little while, though. Uh, the other one I've been dying to ask you about, I know we texted about it a little bit, um, what did you think of just the NBA and... and Nikola Jokic. I mean, what what do you think of this phenomenon? Over the last month or so, it's it's become this. Well, he's so underrated now; he's overrated because everybody's been talking about. Oh, we didn't watch him enough. Oh, he's the best player in the world. What did you think of this run by the Nuggets? I thought it was awesome. Um, I don't think he's overrated. I, just that you know, I I think that's just kind of the narrative on social media, and I think social media is not reality. I. 
I think a lot of people get on Twitter and they're like, oh man, everybody's just saying oh, he's overrated. I'm tired of talking about him, blah, blah, blah. But in, if you just start watching in reality and go talk to, you know, Bob at the bar, who's not on Twitter, he's like, oh man, it's so much fun watching, you know, this guy and seeing him on a stage that we haven't seen, you know, nationally. And so I thought the run uh, from Denver was awesome. It probably was not the matchup that the NBA wanted in the in the NBA Finals, or ABC for that matter. But it was really cool uh, to see that happen, in my opinion. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see with the new uh, collective bargaining agreement. I know um, Zach Kaplan, as a uh, Boston Celtics fan, he's not a fan of this because he says it's going to you know break up teams and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it's going to be good for the NBA because the biggest issue with the NBA is there's like a third of the league is just terrible, like awful. And and, and about 75% of those teams that are awful are trying are try- to be. Exactly. And so if if it means that you can't, if you have three max players and you're not going to be able to keep all three, so you're going to have to sign two and then figure it out, then that means that all those extra guys that are really good are going to be going on to other teams. As long, if it's more like a salary cap and more like the NFL, it's going to create more parity, in my opinion, and it'll make the league healthier because that's the biggest issue with the NBA is 40% of the teams are downright awful. Of that 40%, at least 20% are trying to lose, and you can't you can't have that in a league and have it be healthy. You just can't. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, joining us here uh, on your radio dial and on your television set. Appreciate, Sean, the uh, recently anointed Montana uh, television sportscaster of the year joining us uh, for the duration today. So this will be a fun show. Zach Kaplan, also of SWX, will hop on here in about half an hour. Um, so you're on the train that parody is good for the NBA because this has been, it's very clear and it was executed very well that dynasties and the empowerment of dynasties was a huge part of the David Stern era. You only had two, I guess, three champions in the entire 1980s until, you know, I guess Detroit won in 89. But, I mean, through the 80s and 90s, there was only, what, like five or six teams in all of the NBA that won the championship? Because it was just dynasty, Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, you know, Bulls. And, and that continued on until probably the last 10 years. But Adam Silver's really made a big time because of all these collective bargaining, bargaining agreement things with the Supermax, trying to get guys to stay home if they can. But also you can't have multiple Max guys. So there is there, the superstars are spread out more than they ever have been. You think that's good for the league? I do, because I think if the stars are spread out, the NBA is um, it's a little different because it's just so star-driven, obviously. So in my opinion, if you have the stars spread out a little bit and it's not, you know, four or five teams where that each have three studs on their team and they're all spread out amongst 10 or 15 teams, then that's going to just uh, create more interest as, you know, locally um, in each market. And that'll create more interest for me. I don't like, I don't have an NBA, a favorite team in the NBA. Right. So I just, it's the easiest league for that. Yeah, right. Yes. You I, can just I like certain league. players. And right. I, so, you know, I do like LeBron. So I was kind of, you know, following him. I like certain guys. And, you know, there's probably like four or five guys that I'm fans of. I, I root for Damian Lillard because, totally. you know, you got to see him in college, things like that. And so if those guys are are spread out uh, throughout the league, then that's a whole lot of other teams that I have interest in, in watching. I have 
zero interest in watching a Hornets game or <laughs> right. or half right. the you know half right. the league totally. I have no I don't care about watching them whatsoever totally and that is not good for the NBA that's why the NFL is so successful is every fan base has hope at some point over the last 10 years signs the Browns no but but they've had moments <laughs> no, they over have, the, for sure. you know every single they team have. in the NFL over the last 10 years at at some point has had hope that they that's could true. win and there is hope in the future. Like, that's why everybody, that's why the NFL is so successful. That's why everybody's watching the NFL draft. Because they're like, oh, these guys can, you know, impact our, our team moving forward. And there's that hope. I feel like there's literally no hope with a lot of these franchises in the NBA. There is such a huge amount of talent. But now the NBA is talking about potential expansion as well. Would that hurt the NBA? In the short term, it couldn't help but hurt it, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I think if Seattle gets a team, that would be incredible. Well, right. I, know, like, I just Vegas mean in terms, in terms of the, the, sort of the, the dilution of talent, but then I th- but I do think that the locations could be very good. I mean, I think Seattle would be a very popular team right away for sure. Yeah, and it, like I said, if if we're kind of if there's more parity, we're spreading these teams out. We're kind of forcing the elimination of these super teams. I think it would be good for the NBA. Now we're into the part of the time of the year which makes the NBA uh, so popular. The endless wild speculation. Who's going where? Like, between the draft and the the close of free agency, which usually only lasts, what, what, three weeks total? There's just so much speculation. Right now, the guy you just mentioned, Damian Lillard, is sort of front and center in all this. Is he staying? Is he going? Does he want to stay? Does he want to go? He said on the record he doesn't want to play with any more teenagers. They drafted Scoot Henderson, who, by the way, is a teenager. So what do you think of the situation with Damon Portland? Well, I, I want him to leave because I just don't I don't have the opinion that Portland can get a team around him that will make them championship caliber. That's right. I would love... I, that's one of the biggest. <laughs> that's out of all the guys in the NBA. Like that's the one where like the fact that we haven't got to see Damian Lillard in those moments in the playoffs. Like the one time they were good, he gave us like one of the best playoff moments ever. Like hitting that you know sure. the crazy shot. Like I want to see. I want to just see him have that moment on a really good team in in deep into the the NBA playoffs. And I just don't think that's going to happen with Portland. It's going to really hurt that you know that fan base and that city uh, if he does leave. But selfishly, I just I want to see Lillard uh, be playing in the playoffs. So it's going to be fascinating. I kind of hope that he leaves, but we'll see what happens. the 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 biggest rumor right now for Lillard is Miami, and he had the the clip where Will Smith's song "Miami" came out of the background. He's giving a funny look. Whatever. So, what do you think of that fit? Could he fit in there? Oh yeah. He, he would, that would be a great fit, it would in be my a, opinion. The, the reason, there's multiple reasons to be a great fit. First of all, Damian Lillard is going to be a pretty good fit everywhere because he can score. At, I mean, he's one of the best scorers in the NBA, but he also can make his other teammates better. One of his biggest deficiencies is he's bad on defense, but the Heat are so good on defense that they can hide him, right? Well, and they, and they just have so many different guys that they can you know, throw at you. But you pair him. Um, they have so many shooters. You, know, you pair For him sure. with... You know, Struess and Vincent, and then you, Jimmy Butler can do his thing in the yep. mid-range, and you have Lillard out there. Like, basically, just think about it if you subbed Lillard for Kyle Lowry. Like, right. Kyle Lowry, you know, actually played somewhat decent in, in certain series in the playoffs. I mean, he played great in the finals compared to what you thought you were going to get. But imagine if you had Lillard in that spot. No, for sure. Like, they, like Kyle Lowry hit four threes and yeah, scored, like, like, 14 points. Yeah. Lillard's going to hit, like, eight threes and score 30 yeah, points like in that game. Yeah, like, they probably have a good shot of winning the title if Lillard is on that team. For so sure. it, I think it would be a good fit. Um, 
I don't, I don't think it's possible, but I mean, him going back home to LA and playing for the Lakers would be fun too. But It'll I just don't, I don't think that's a thing. But what I hate about the NBA is like the speculation over the crappy players right. that aren't going to make a difference. Like, where's James Harden going? He's like, it doesn't matter. He's not good. Like, he's just a big name. He's going to go somewhere, and that team is not going to be any good. Uh, they, Why are we even talking about this? There has been speculation that maybe Philly would go after Damian Lord and make Harden be fun. and make Harden expendable. Yeah. What do you think of Dame and Embiid together? I like it. I do too. I yeah. think they, I think they both have similar. I think that I think they both rub teammates the wrong way because they're both so in your face hardcore. But I think that that would work with each other, actually. No, I, th- I think that'd be a, a great fit. The, uh, other, the third one that has been rumored is Brooklyn. That sounds awful for Dame. <sighs> hmm. I guess they well, probably maybe, they just mean, tear it down and build it back I, up around him. I don't know. That that actually could be a sneaky good fit because they have they have all of these under-the-radar guys that are like Mikhail Bridges. and I, I keep forgetting like, they don't have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving anymore. I know. So they actually have a place for a, su- a new superstar. Yeah, so he can be... Like the guy, but they have a lot of like really good role players that could complement him. So that actually might not be a terrible fit either. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We pivot from general sports conversation to an interview with one of the most successful coaches in the history of high school sports in the state of Montana. That is not an exaggeration. Our next guest won over 500 games between his uh, 17 seasons as the head boys basketball coach. Uh, and another 27 seasons as the head football coach at Beaverhead County High School. A sure-to-be, surefire Hall of Famer, Terry Thomas, joins us next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. It's time now for our Coach's Corners, presented by Maldonado Law. Maldonado Law can help you with any sort of criminal defense or personal injury. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave Maldonado and his team can help you. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. One of the most successful coaches of the 21st century around the state of Montana. Longtime head coach in both football and boys basketball at Beaverhead County High School there in Dillon. And recently retired, Terry Thomas joins us now. Coach, thanks so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Coulter. Things are going well, and, and it's nice to be able to have a chance to visit with you. Well, I know I talked to you earlier today, but give people the update. You've lived in Dillon forever, but now all of a sudden you guys are on the move. So where are you at in the world? 
Well, we're at Boise. We have family up here, and so we thought we'd give that a try and see how that goes. And so far, so good. We enjoy it. Uh, we certainly love Dylan, and that's, you know, our home and has been forever. So we'll certainly consider that as, uh, you know, uh, as our home, I guess. And, and, and things are going pretty good up here. You bet. Well, I know you mentioned that uh, your boys, Tyler and, T- and Tori Thomas, who each played football here uh, in Missoula at the University of Montana, uh, had been in Boise. I know one of them's still there. So uh, always fun to, to, to move with your kids, I suppose, right, to just be around family. So what's going on with your boys? Well, uh, they're both teachers, teachers and coaches. Tyler, the oldest teachers and coaches at Napa High School, and Tori's on his way to California to work at a, at a um, middle school down there. So, and that, that will be his first year, and uh, we'll see how that uh, kind of plays out for him down there. But both have been in the teaching profession since they got out of college and have enjoyed it, and, uh, as well as the coaching. Terry Thomas joining us here on our Coach's Corner, longtime uh, coach in both basketball and football at Beaverhead County High School uh, in Dillon, Montana. And, uh, Coach, we'll start with, I guess, the most recent. You just finished your final basketball season, but your team had a great run, uh, made some noise in both the district and the state tournaments, went all the way to the state championship game before lo- losing to a really talented uh, Lewistown team that was certainly on a mission all year long. So uh, just take us through your, your last basketball season. What, what was it like kind of knowing that uh, you were getting towards the end? And also, what did you think of just your kids and their ability to, to push through, especially in the postseason at the end? Yeah, we're really proud of our, our group and, you know, from all, our coaching staff all the way down. But the kids did a great job of just kind of focusing and concentrating on just trying to get a little bit better uh, each game, each practice, and that we kind of kept that as our motto. And, and uh, as the year played out, we played some great competition. I mean, we played uh, uh, Lewistown right off the bat in the tip-off tournament and had a good game with them, and they ended up beating us there. And then... Uh, throughout the course of the season, uh, the only other losses were to um, we lost three times to Butte Central before we beat him in the uh, semifinals of the state, and we lost uh, twice before we beat uh, Hamilton in divisional. So I, I think the the thing that we're, we're so proud of is just that the uh, the way the kids were able to learn and grow. Um, you know, from each experience and throughout the course of this season and still had the big picture in mind uh, as well as just trying to perform on a nightly basis. And then getting into the tournaments, they really played uh, such great defense, I thought, you know, start to finish. And they did all the little things that they needed to try to win basketball games. And then when on those nights when you shoot pretty good, you have a chance to beat anybody. And, and uh, that's kind of what happened. And even in the championship game against Lewistown, it was a great game. Uh, we're still, uh, you know, we're within four points in the fourth quarter and give or take a few different baskets and situations, we might have had a chance to steal that one. So, uh, you know, it was quite a run uh, to kind of finish out the, my coaching career at Dillon and, and, and so proud of our, uh, you know, our staff and our kids for just the way that we kept plugging away. Terry Thomas joining us. Recently retired, but longtime head coach in both boys basketball and football there at Beaverhead County High School uh, in Dillon, Montana. And coach, I mean, it would take me a long time to even read all your great accomplishments as your resume, your accolades, all that stuff. But I mean, 10 state championships, a whole bunch of other state championship game appearances between the two uh, sports. What about just the town of Dillon? as well as just the sort of the the program you built there that caused you guys to have so much sustained success for so long? 
Yeah, I think it's kind of complicated. You know, there's a lot of things that have to, to play out. And, you know, it starts, uh, you know, kind of with your school administration and, and school board. And they did such a great job of supporting us. And then to have the coaching staff that I had over the years. I mean, we I had people that coached, uh, you know, 25-plus years with me. There was Ed Stanisich and Rick Nordahl and Brett Carver and Steve Visna and Gary Ferris and, and, and up to the present day, uh, Jeff Edwards and Zach McRae and, a lot of Dylan kids that came back and coached that I, for us that I coached along the way, as well as just some, just some tremendous people. And then, you know, once once we kind of got it going a little bit, and I started coaching with Craig Finberg, the Hall of Fame coach and a, a great friend that uh, he did the basketball and helped me in football, and I did the football, helped him in basketball for the first fifteen to twenty years I was in Dylan and. Um, we kind of slowly were able to get to the point where um, there was some tradition, there was some passion, there was some enthusiasm that kind of grew throughout the, the course of the uh, school system. Kids grew up uh, wanting to play. And, uh, you know, and then the other thing, the kids allowed us to coach them hard. And that also, I, I guess, goes with the parents. The parents allowed us to, to you know, to coach their kids hard and, and demand things of them and, and, and be disciplined and, and that type of thing. And, and, you know, like I said, it all had to play out to, together in order for us to make, uh, you know, the, the kind of accomplishments and the kind of runs that we made in football and basketball. And we're extremely proud of that. And, and uh, again, the, the um, thanks go out in so many different directions that it, it's, it's, you know, hard to even fathom it all. It really is cool uh, when you get the small town Montana situation where you have sort of this this culture established, but then it, it it resonates around the community. All of a sudden, you have little kids that are growing up wanting to be like you know the former great uh, Dylan Beavers. I, I remember talking to Troy Anderson about this. You mentioned Zach McRae, who was a great player for you and then coached for you. And Troy Anderson told me this exact thing. He said, "Hey, I grew up my whole life wanting to be like Zach McRae, and then all of a sudden he was my coach and you know teaching me how to play quarterback." So when that stuff happens. It must be so special to be around. You must be very proud that you guys were able to establish that because it was such a community-wide thing there in Dillon. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, there were a lot of um, ex-Beaverhead uh, County kids that, that have helped in the program in our in our football assistant coaching and in our basketball, as well as, you know, uh, a couple of them becoming head coaches as well. And I, I really believe that, you know, for us to do that and to kind of be all on the same page, which is another thing that's really, really important, you know, from the weight program all the way through your different sports that uh, we're, we're have encouraging kids to play multi-sports, um, that we're all on the same team going in the same direction. And I think that was really important to the process because Beard County High School is one of the smallest Class A schools in the in the state and has been for a number of years, right at, right near the, the bottom of the thing. We have, you know, 320 to 340 students just last five to eight years. And so we needed everybody that would like to compete to do that, to try to do their best at it and try to get the best from them. And, and uh, that was very challenging, but uh, um, it was something that it seems like the kids were willing to do and, and uh, willing to work for and then just kind of uh, stay in the course and, and, and uh, having a really good, consistent discipline from the programs, I think, was really, really important. Terry Thomas joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Coach's Corner presented by Maldonado Law. 
Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Maldonado Law can help you. Coach Davis coached uh, almost three decades between boys basketball and football there at Beaverhead County High School uh, in Dillon. We mentioned uh, one of the all-time great athletes to come out of there, Coach Troy Anderson. And I know I've talked to so many people around him, but it just dawned on me that I haven't talked to you about him. So what have you thought of the accomplishments of, of uh, a former pupil of yours, an incredibly bright kid, and he has done uh, Dillon proud, Montana proud, no doubt about it. Yeah, and it's really exciting to see it and more power to him because, you know, he did it uh, the right way I in kind of every facet of his life. I mean, he... Uh, obviously had great genes. He's, uh, he's a tremendous person. He's very um, humble. He works extremely hard. He shares. He's, he cheers for other people. He's part of the team. Uh, he's always trying to help in some way, and it, and, and it doesn't seem to be all about him, even in high school. Uh, uh, and the way that he has just kind of consistently been able to take on the next challenge and just go headlong into it uh, and keep growing and learning and, and excelling. And, geez, it is so exciting to see how well he's doing, you know, when he was in college and then now that he's in the pros. And, and uh, you know, we really are, are believing that he's going to have a tremendous career and hopefully he can uh, stay healthy and have as much fun as he can and, and, and do his thing in the NFL. And, boy, is that very special for the town of Dillon to see that. Well, last thing for you, Coach, and we appreciate you taking the time today. It's oh, yeah. it's it's probably really hard to to sum it all up into one thing, right? I mean, three decades of, of coaching young people and and having a, a great influence in a great community like Dylan. Um, but is there anything that resonates with you now that it's been a little while since uh, been a couple months since you stopped coaching? Or I mean, when when will that come? It's probably gonna be pretty interesting for you when next fall or next winter rolls around and uh, you don't got a whistle going on. So uh, how would you just kind of sum up your time there at uh, at Dillon? What what resonates with you when you think back on your career? Yeah, you know, having done it, uh, you know, all my life, uh, been either in sports or coaching, and did it for forty two years. The uh, uh, yeah, it's. I try not to uh, think about it too much because it is something that uh, you know it's kind of bittersweet in some ways. Uh, I felt like I could, you know, wanted to do it <laughs> for even longer, but it just seemed like maybe this was probably about the right time. So it's kind of uh, hard to come to grips just be having that uh, daily kind of routine for for as long as I can I can remember and. And the thing that's, you know, hard to replace a little bit is just the, the relationship and, and, and the, what you share with the players and coaches throughout the course of the season, even in the off season, even in the weight room and working out and, and, and different things where you're just all kind of, uh, even though it might not be a high intensity, you are working towards the, the similar goal and you have, you know, similar hopes and dreams as the people that you're working with. So that's will be the hardest thing to replace. And I'm sure when the, when the game starts in the fall and and in the winter, that's when it will be the hardest to to kind of come, you know, realize that you're not part of it anymore. Well, if you ever get bored, you're to- totally welcome to come on, jump on, and talk all things uh, <laughs> Class A sports with us. Thanks for taking a minute, Coach. It's really nice hearing from you, and uh, enjoy yourself some retirement. Thanks for being here today. Well, Coach, thank you very much. It was an honor. There you go, Terry Thomas. What a class act, man. I'm going to just read this off to you real quick. That's our coach's corner, by the way, presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. 
Coach Thomas graduated from the University of Montana in 1980, and uh, then he spent pretty much the next 40 years uh, as a coach in some capacity in Dillon. 17 years as the head basketball coach. Dillon went 311 and 71 during that time. Astounding. Uh, won five state championships, played for five more. He, uh, Coach Thomas, was uh, inducted to the Montana Coaches Association uh, Hall of Fame in basketball already, and uh, he was the MCA uh, Coach of the Year five times, a finalist six more times. He was the Southwestern A Coach of the Year 12 times. <laughs> he was a finalist on the national level for Coach of the Year three different times. And that's just in basketball. Then he comes to football, 27 years as the head coach, 189 wins, just 65 losses, five state championships, uh, three other runner-up finishes. Uh, he was the Montana Coaches Association Coach of the Year five times and a finalist another 10 times. He was the Southwestern A Coach of the Year a full 10 times. An unbelievable resume, one of the greatest to ever do it uh, in small school, high school sports. In the state of Montana, appreciate Terry Thomas for joining us here on Nuanas Now. A debut, Zach Kaplan in the hot seat. Next, keep it keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country and you have full access to our full manufacturing shop you can look in the case you don't have to start out designing something you can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience jewelry design center now open in missoula at 2501 brook street across from the montana club jewelry design center your jeweler for life ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. We, our internet's been down all day at Missoula Broadcast Company. Guess what? We're still live on the air. Isn't it amazing? There is st- there's life beyond the internet. Have no fear. That's why we're listening to the OG music. Got our old school bumper music here uh, on your Wednesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Coming up, we'll have our ESPN roundtable. Continuing on, I actually invited Sean, uh, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, to come on the ESPN Roundtable. And he says, well, why don't I just come for the whole show? I said, that's great. He says, how about I bring Zach? I said, that's great. So we have all sorts of stuff coming up. We're going to continue our pressure cooker conversation uh, to lead hour number two as part of the ESPN Roundtable. Who has the most pressure on them as programs uh, in Big Sky Conference football? We're also going to talk some Shohei Otani and uh, keep on talking all the way around the wide world of sports. But first, we finish up. Hour number one here on your Wednesday. Oh, by the way, Wings coming up, too, from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. We finish hour number one with a prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Here's a couple news briefs for you. Uh, Elisa Keller, Billings West graduate who's headed to BYU to throw the javelin. She was one of the best javelin throwers in the United States of America this last year. Uh, Her top throw, I think, finished seventh in the nation. She threatened the all-class state record. She set the class AA record. And uh, yesterday, she was named the Montana Girls Gatorade Track and Field Athlete of the Year. So congratulations to her. Uh, We are efforting her, so hopefully she'll join us sometime next week as part of our Senior Spotlight uh, interview series. So look forward to that. Uh, A couple other prep notes. Riggs Johnston, uh, one of the best exports out of Montana in recent years, a Libby Montana product who's been golfing at Arizona State the last handful of years. He 
qualified for the United States Amateur. So that's pretty darn cool. It's the 123rd version of it. He's been close before, but now he's actually going to the USM. So that'd be pretty big time uh, for one of Montana's finest. Uh, And then a whole bunch of rule changes uh, handed down by the MHSA. I actually liked this, Sean. We'll get to Zach here in just a minute, but I liked this, that they were... We've seen this... uh, expansion, expansion, expansion of the postseason. Now they're kind of pairing it back a little bit. They got rid of a couple of the play-in games. I like that. Thank goodness. I mean, right? Some of these, some of the play-in games, it's like, it just, what's the point of the, the regular season? And then we have, you know, all totally these agree. different, you know, districts and divisionals and this and that. Hey. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> let's eliminate some of these I, I, I'm games. into, like, opportunities for young people for sure. But when you're talking about, I mean, there's only 18 Class A teams. There's only 16 Class AA teams. So if, if 12 of them make the postseason, I mean, what, what? I don't know. What are we doing here? you got to be in the top half of the league or the top half of the state somehow if you want to go to state. I mean, I've told myself this many times just sitting there covering some of these uh, playing games. Like, why are we doing these? Why so, are we doing this? What's going on? Way to go. Uh, we welcome in our good buddy. I've hung out with Zach a lot, but he has never been on this show until right now. Zach Kaplan uh, from SWX Montana Television. What's going on, dude? It's great to be on. Great. Uh, thanks for much, so much for having me. And, uh yeah, this is like maiden voyage here. This is like man walking <laughs> on the moon. This is unbelievable. Well, uh, Z- Zach and I connected first and foremost because uh, somehow, some way, because of a Sports Illustrated that I got in 1998, I was the biggest Penn State fan in Montana when I was a kid. It's been a little harder to wear the Penn State gear around lately, but I still do rock <laughs> my Penn State sweatshirt. But Zach's a Penn State alum, so it gives people the backstory. You're from back east. You went to school back east, but you've been in Montana now for, what, almost a couple years now, right? Yep. Uh, born and raised uh, in the Boston, Massachusetts suburbs. Went to Penn State for four years, and then uh, came out here. Was doing news in Helena for about a year, and then I've been in Missoula. Uh, hard to believe, almost almost two years, about to be over two years now, uh, just uh, working at SWX and covering the Grizz Cats and all the high schools. Well, on that note, we were just covering uh, a high school sporting event uh, a couple weeks ago. We were covering the East-West Shrine game together. It was very fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Really good event, really good night. Um, but what has been sort of your general impression of just high school sports in Montana? I think what amazes me is how much people care and how much people are into it. For I mean, sure. You're hearing Terry talk about it and just like the level that people pay attention and the, the level that people are invested and, you know, want to see the coverage and the stories that we do. And uh, every time we go to games, I mean, Sean and I have like been doing stories at the you Missoula know, Mavericks games and stuff. I mean, even to that level where in other states, other markets like Legion Baseball is not covered, not even considered really to be covered. But, you know, we still get out and get to as many games as Sean and I can. Oh, and you get so much feedback about it, right? I mean, every time you do any of these features, people, they care. They watch it. Hey, I saw your feature on this, that, and the other thing. So uh, it is pretty fun. Did you have a favorite memory from your last, uh, your first two years here in Montana? As far as games I've covered, um, you know, the trips to Boise have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think from a football standpoint, uh, just going to Cat Grizz two years ago, that uh, Grizz Eastern Washington game, but that uh, Bobcat semifinal game, the South Dakota State game, mm-hmm. that was pretty crazy. And uh, just seeing that kind of atmosphere. I mean, I, I come in first fall in the biggest game in Bozeman in 35 years. So that was pretty sweet. It's cool. It's good to impress a Penn State guy with the the, uh, the home atmospheres because, oh, yeah. I mean, Happy Valley's, that's it. That's one of the great atmospheres in all of college football. So if he's impressed, I uh, care. A lot of weight. Zach Kaplan, Sean Rainey joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Hour one in the books. Hour two, we're going to talk all sorts of Big Sky Conference football. We did a little bit of our pressure cooker conversation yesterday. We'll rehash what I got to, argue about all that, and then we'll get to the high pressure teams as well. A, a three headed monster coming at you, Big Sky football style, for our ESPN roundtable. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 